We're back. Yeah, we are for maybe the last time in a while. It's yeah, I think it might be time distant. to go back to like socially, mm-hmm. yeah, more socially like, distant. Yes. Uh, I've been around you as much as I need to be around you <laughs> the last month. Uh, <laughs> thanks. No, thanks. Speaking yeah. of thanks. Oh, I think we say. should just start this one by let's, thanking our let's patrons. Do it. Let's do it. Because there's something I'm more thankful for when it comes to the podcast Mm-hmm. The only thing that would be is I'm thankful I get to do it with you. Oh, wow. But thank you. a close, oh, very close oh, second. Never mind. The thank are you. Our patrons. But, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll accept the but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Roll with that lovely Patreon okay. nameage. <laughs> so, thank you, Kathy, Cindy, Shelly, Saria, Allison, Brian, Lindsay, Travis. Jesse, Holly, Jeremy, Chelsea, Tyler, and Brian. Thank you. Yep. It's because of you guys yeah. and 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 many others that we're able to continue to do this uh, mm-hmm. year after year, and uh, we we sincerely appreciate it. Some people have been with us for what two and a half years at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, it this year was totally different than I think we expected it to be. Yes. But uh, <laughs> it, it's. Mm-hmm. It's still been exciting. It's still been interesting, like learning in oh, some yeah. weird ways, like yeah. new skills, right? Mm-hmm. Like how to do it a different way. And yep. um, so like at times this year has been frustrating, I think, but it's important to look back at kind of like what are the bright spots that have happened, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe your plans didn't happen exactly the way you thought they would or you had mm-hmm. to cancel plans or whatever, yeah. but um, you did something else. We did something else. Yes instead of mm-hmm. and and those are really great memories and moments too i think there's stuff like going to alan's cabin you know oh. a month ago or so like I, needed it I, yes. yeah you know just like just really really great like mm-hmm. unplug and just have a conversation so yeah, yeah um true i know sometimes i have a tendency to get caught up in like what didn't happen yep right but like mm-hmm. i just sitting i think and taking yes. the time to like but what did happen and some really really cool yeah. stuff happened yeah. and so I'm really looking forward to sitting down and talking with you. Um, the last episode before Christmas mm-hmm. will be uh, just you and me, I think, just kind of catching yeah. up sort of what we've done every year, mm-hmm. right? And um, the host wrap-up and yeah. uh, just kind of like talking about that, I think. I think yeah. that'll be a fun conversation. So I, be on the lookout for I, that. Yes, I can't wait. Yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be good. Um, I don't want to make the longest intro ever. Right. So this week is the Handshake Saints. Um, we had we had two two mm-hmm. members of the Handshake Saints come and visit us yep. and, and spend some time with us uh, in person and didn't know these guys, you know, nope. before we started. No. And uh, it, it's I haven't edited the interview yet, <laughs> but I know that this happens. That like for the first time in a long time, I got kind of argumentative with with guests right like i just really had some opinions about stuff it was really funny um uh-huh. but like and not in a bad way it was just like right. we're talking music and you have mm-hmm. real opinions about music right i think yep. most people do yeah. um and but what i think what makes this cool is it was so comfortable so fast oh man that you were yep. able like you the conversation just immediately was like, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, we're talking about this, you know, like yeah. it was yeah. cool. Yeah. I it, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's, it, it was one of those things where it's like these two guys show up and we were like, how far apart do we keep? You know, it's like, you want to shake their hands, but also like it wasn't immediate. Like the camaraderie was just, it was immediate. We were cracking each other up, telling 
jokes that not all of us got at the moment. You have to listen for that. But man, and we went on and on. For and a on. very, <laughs> very long time. Not in a bad way. Nope. But in a really, really great way. Actually, oh man, it was it was it was really good. It was fun. In the best way. Yes. Because we're actually taking so this conversation goes for like an hour, right? And then we, we like kind of <laughs> just sat back. Yep. And the the conversation was over. Like we knew we had an hour of content. <laughs> um I didn't mm. I didn't turn record nope. off. That's good. And I normally don't, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes there's something there that might be useful mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh I eventually became glad that I didn't because we ended up talking for another hour, almost yeah. an hour, yeah. maybe over. I can't remember. And uh, we'll put all of that up as, as Patreon content. Yeah. So you yeah. can go to patreon.com forward slash look what I did. Um, if this is an interesting conversation to you, uh, there, there then is another like nearly hour long of just like talking about music and, and, and being part of that or not being part of that anymore. And um, like it, it's just unfiltered yeah. um, in yeah. maybe the best way, right? Yeah. Like it's almost hard to pick, like, do we give that as the, mm-hmm. the, the conversation, you know, right? Like, um, but no, we'll put that up as Patreon content. And uh, so definitely uh, that will go up by Tuesday at the latest. So yeah. if you're a Patreon Sweet. member, go and check that out. And if you're not a Patreon member, go ahead and sign up for a buck a um, and you get that, mm-hmm. that conversation mm-hmm. plus a ton of other stuff too. Oh yeah. Plenty, so plenty, yeah. Plenty, plenty. Um, plenty. So I think without further ado, we will uh, start our conversation with Phil and Aaron. Enjoy. And we're back. Okay. (laughs) We're still here. Yeah. Let's start with who you are and what you do. And this time you know what I'm looking for. (laughs) Now now we know what you're looking for. Now we know what you're looking for. So my name's Aaron Mullins. Mm -hmm. Uh, Phil and I are here. with our band, the Handshake Saints. And um, we're an original rock and roll band formed about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm the piano player, uh, lead singer, and um, write most of the songs, at least so far. Yeah. Phil Cristofaro here playing bass. Not right now, but I wish I was. <laughs> and um, How great would the show be if there's just somebody playing well, bass? Well, yeah, I actually thought about it. <laughs> nowhere just, just the bass. <laughs> would the show be better with music under it the whole time we'll just have phil as a guest for the rest of the year <laughs> yeah. that's uh... nothing wrong with background bass <laughs> no uh, there's me not tell you. agreed yeah. Yeah. Uh, aaron says he's approved um but anyway uh phil Cristofaro, bass uh, for the handshake saints and um we're excited about taking advantage of this downtime uh from the covid season and uh, it's allowed us to um you know sort of you know, concentrate on what direction we want to take um, as, you know, fairly seasoned musicians. And I've uh, played in several bands and several genres that we've uh, participated in. So um, I think it's a good season and we're excited about what's to come. Yeah. So Excellent. not born of COVID because it's been for a year. So like it, you kind of mm-hmm. had plans for the year, but now you're forced to write <coughs> or perform remotely or like wh- how did that change the plans for the year? I, I think we, there were live shows somewhere in there. I think when we started, and correct me if I'm wrong, Aaron, but we when we started, we planned on you know preparing for outdoor gigs mm-hmm. in our area and and festivals and and different events, and um, you know we had prepared for that, and we you know Aaron wrote uh, some great songs you know in the very beginning, and 
we thought, you know, our, you know, fans are, you know, the local people were going to love these things and COVID happened. And, and so those events got canceled. And, uh, so it allowed us to take a step back and figure out what we want to do and focus a little bit more on arrangements and, you know, mm. you know, instead of running through a song five or six times, we ran it through, you know, some more and found some really good pockets of, you know, arrangements and, uh, arrangement um sort of details and and so uh i think i think it's improved the way we've uh you know arranged these songs so i'm pretty excited about it yeah yeah it was kind of kind of funny actually so um you know we're obviously living in this world of a lot of unknowns right now so mm-hmm. when covid started uh when we when we finally got back together we were like well uh we'll just wait till this ends and then sort of kick things off, we'll <laughs> announce the band and go public with it. And then at one point we're, 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 we're practicing once it was sort of safe to get back together. And, uh, so Phil turns to us at the end of the practice and he goes, so what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> which was, which was a great, which was really the most important mm-hmm. question. We've had this conversation. Well, yeah. you had yeah. mentioned that Aaron before yeah. we started talking, like, you know, um, what did you say? You said, okay, when are we going to get done practicing or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Sort of that. We had, a, those... we had a lot of good practices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. a lot of, yeah. yeah. A lot of good practices. Yeah. Well, we, we realized we could just continue practicing, which we're certainly doing, but, uh, you know, we discussed it and I began to realize we're creative people. We should come up with creative solutions mm-hmm. yeah. to this problem. So, um, not only are we taking the time to sort of record and, uh, and really sharpen the music, but we wanted to look for sort of creative ways to get back and to, to sort of announce the band, but also to uh, just play live. So you indicated earlier, I mean, we worked out a situation where we were able to play uh, on the downtown square in Bentonville. On a rooftop, right? On a rooftop. Yeah, which is super cool. Yeah. It's like yeah. I did a little Facebook stalking. Moment, right? I normally well, do zero research, mm-hmm. but this time I was like, I'll at least look at pictures. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hi, Aaron. Yeah. yeah, you're like, I don't know what you guys sound like, but you look great. Yeah, I, I did eventually listen to a song. <laughs> I, I, before I responded, I did a little you bit did, of homework. Because yeah. you never want to get in the, so that happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, the Beatles, you mentioned, you mentioned mm-hmm. the Beatles. That was actually sort of the inspiration. So, um, mm-hmm. I'd always had this idea, like how cool would it be? Just people are out and about sort of enjoying a nice afternoon. And all of a sudden some music starts playing similar to what the Beatles did mm-hmm. for their last rooftop concert. And we were able to work it out, um, with the Walmart museum where, uh, we played a rooftop concert on a Friday afternoon uh, where a lot of people were already down on the square. And so there was just sort of that natural social distancing. And uh, yeah, that's how we announced the band. And so we've had one successful show so far this year. And it's we'll a see how. Way to start. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, what kind of venue, who can say that was their first, like, I like hey. how worked it out with the Walmart Museum, aka found a ladder and climbed up on top. Of <laughs> yeah, the yeah, exactly. We need to get into the arrest. They haven't records. found out yet. We yeah. hope they're not listening to this. They still have. <laughs> well, little yeah. you know. Come on, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Surprise guest. Yeah, Mr. Ferner. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we uh, a few number of years ago, I guess we like decided to film a movie in downtown Rogers, and it was still like long enough ago that you could get away with running around the street and pretending people got hit by a car or whatever. And somebody finally <laughs> called the cops and were like, um, 
I think this girl just got hit by a car in the street. You know, it was like, and we were just doing, and we'd already called the police department because we were at least like smart enough to do that. So they weren't super mm-hmm. worried about it. But it's, it's weird what you can get away with if you just like, hey, let's just go do this and see what happens. And like, you know, I mean, as mm-hmm. long as you're like somewhat responsible with it, you can uh, get away with some stuff for sure. And we definitely push the boundaries. But downtown Rogers and Bentonville looks so good. Like it just shows oh, yeah. up it well. Yeah in like photo opportunities or video or whatever. It just, it's mm-hmm. a great backdrop. Mm-hmm. You can't ask for better than that. And it looked, it's, it's arresting to like see a band playing on a rooftop. You just don't see it super often. It'd be super. Yeah. 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 No, it was, it was a lot of fun for sure. And, um, you know, uh, we thought through, uh, we thought through different pieces. We didn't think through all of it. So there were a lot of people who are like, we love the music. Who are these guys? What are they like? You know, <laughs> how do we find you? Yeah, and in some ways, like that, that was part of the original plan. Like, um, you know, we thought it'd be a very sort of rock and roll punk kind of thing to do to play music. Hopefully, people enjoy it, but they have mm-hmm. no idea what we look like or who we are. Hmm. And mm-hmm. um, in some ways, that worked out well. But that's been the major complaint. Like, <laughs> wish we could have seen you actually perform. You know, but that's good conversation though, right? Like, and yeah. it drives them to like, oh, I liked it. Like, now they're playing a show at the ice house or whatever venues are, you know, like opening back up once that happens. Um, I, th- I think mystery, I think it's okay to leave people wanting, right? Yeah. Like that's a better place yeah. to be. Not right. JJ Abrams level. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. Just shy of that. Like actually deliver it. <laughs> <some point>. yeah. <laughs> well, it gets into this interesting conversation, right? About how much of music is actually about the song and how much of it is about the visual mm. presentation um, my personal opinion is that when I go to a concert, I want both. Right. Yeah. But there's also certain artists that all, you know, they don't really put on a lot of visual presentation, but the, but the, the concert's just, you know, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because of the music. So, mm-hmm. um, what yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think it kind of speaks to Aaron's passion for, for getting this band started. You know, I, I think, you know, when we started talking about what are we going to do with our, you know, what do we want to achieve here? And, um, you want to make good music and we want to, you know, have people enjoy it. But Aaron, you know, try, you know, just orchestrating this whole event shows his passion and his, um, you know, his really wanting to get this thing to, to take off. Cause I, I mean, I, I really enjoy being a part of this band and, um, I think the other guys too, too, but, um, you know, I think, you know, just that event alone just shows like when we did it, how we did it and what's to come, I think is part of a bigger sort of announcement that that we want people to to come and just check it out you know and mm-hmm. i think it was a pretty cool way to get um you know some footage of the band um it i, I saw some video of people you know uh, in the in the square taking um, their uh, yeah. camera phone and taking the videos and people like looking around and <laughs> where's that where's that coming from yeah. and it's pretty cool i mean it was it was pretty much how you how aaron had orchestrated it so um it was pretty brilliant and you know i think it's a it, again it provided us some really great content when oh, yeah. during covid um where where you know we have some stuff to to show people um over time as we release new songs i think having somebody in in a in a project like whether it's everybody or a mixture of people or whatever but somebody that thinks of how to draw the audience in right because you have some people that are like well if we just make it i mean when we first started the show I was like, okay, we made a podcast. Whew, we got it done. And then we had a friend who was like, now the hard part, you have to like drag people kicking and screaming <laughs> to listen to this thing. Yeah. Like it, like yeah. nobody's just going to show up at a show, right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. Um, so having somebody thinking about that is so powerful, right? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, 
all of us here at the table are music fans. And um, I hate it. That's why I gave it up. <laughs> it was never listened around. Three of us. One person that hates music. And I was like, you, you have to be an alien. Like, that's yeah, exactly. be possible. And she legitimately what, didn't like music. Uh, what did it do to you? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's exactly yes. Fancy okay, music. so three of us at this table. Like, <laughs> you no, 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 wait, wait, wait. I, I went back in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I mean, you know, we, we've all had uh, we've all had different experiences, sort of playing on stage, and it's how do you connect with that mm-hmm. audience, right? And so mm-hmm. it's a different Rubik's cube now mm. with Q, with with COVID oh, about yeah. how we're how we're going to go about that, and then even thinking about what that what this looks like in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it goes back to this whole thing about, well, it's going to be different in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. We're creative people. How do we figure that out? Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, that's, that's kind of a process that we're going through, but I mean, you guys have your own experience, right? I mean, both of you were in a band together. Mm-hmm. I'm going to flip this sometimes interview. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, how I mean, I was in other things too, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Not just with you. I mean, oh, I actually, yeah, that's true. I actually you, played other you places. You did see other yeah. bands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. I wasn't faithful. Man, we're still he friends. wasn't faithful. Yeah. So, so, so how, how long ago is this? I'm just curious. Was it like Ooh. 10 years ago? 99. 99. Okay. Uh, last we dissolved the band like fully and finally in 2005 probably okay yeah mm. somewhere in there well so and how long were you guys together um i did it for about 10 years yeah we played in a band before the band that he's talking yeah. about oh yeah well we like practiced in two then. bands yeah yeah you yeah yeah, fifteen ish. Right. I was I couldn't drive. <laughs> At the beginning, I couldn't drive. That's, yeah, that's gotten right. that wreck with Chris. <laughs> other Chris. Another yeah. <laughs> There's been multiple Chris's in other bands that we've been I was together. A little it's kid. weird. Yeah. yeah. Fifteen. Yeah. Roughly. But um no, yeah, it's been a while. And I think that's something that I was uh you know, I still love playing music, right? Mm-hmm. But it's um in fact I just went in the studio not too long ago, like just to kind of have fun and record something. Um and we've had we've had people that have done, you know, world tours and basically retired out of it on the show. And we've had like up and coming starting bands on it. And the thing, like, just very honestly, the thing that's intriguing to me about you guys is like, I think you did it like similar to how we did it. And then kind of there's is probably a pause, and then something drives you back to it. Um, and that honestly is kind of the thing where I was like, I want to know that. Like, I want to know mm-hmm. what what drove because it's hard work right and i'm assuming that there's jobs and probably significant others and you know like i mean other responsibilities right and um where we would practice at some point 40 hours a week like i don't know where i'd fit that in my life anymore right like um so what drew you guys like what brought this back to to where you guys are now do you want to well i mean i came in sort of at the sort of the tail end of the story of how we kind of got together. Um, but you want to tell your story and I can kind of. Sure. So I, so I, I had, I had been, uh, in a few bands. So I've lived in Arkansas for almost six years now. People are going to want to know what were the other bands do? Have we, have we heard? So I was, I was in a band for a while called, uh, Dr. Nolan, the soul shakers. Okay. I've, um, I've I've heard of that. That I started, we were a uh, cover band, kind of a new Orleans influenced, Hmm. Uh, kind of band played Fayetteville, Dixon Street stuff, bit. right? Dixon. Like, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I think, I think I've walked by for some of those that maybe like JJ's or something. At some oh point. yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. No, that's that's exactly right. Uh, JJ's and uh, Kingfish was another. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Through. Okay. Yeah. 
play quite a bit. And, um, <clears throat> and that was fun. And, and, uh, that was a little bit different. I mean, we were a cover band, but we right. were, we were playing sort of some older songs to the point where people would walk up to you on a break and say, uh, Hey, uh, I, uh do you guys do any covers? Like, no, these are all covers. This is, that, that was an old Ray Charles song that you've never heard before. Oh, wow, <laughs> you know, wow, yeah. yeah you know. Digging deep in the catalog. Yeah, going deep back, deep <laughs> yeah. into the catalog. Um, but during that whole process, I, I, I started actually writing um, original songs, and they were songs that didn't really fit Dr. Null and the Soul Shakers. It was more of a, probably more rock and roll, yeah, roots type music. And, um, the band just wasn't interested in sort of moving in that direction. And, uh, as these things go and, uh, for a variety of reasons. And, and so that band broke up and, um, I just really kind of, uh, dug in on the writing, um, spent an, another year, um, on my own, just kind of going through that process. And, um, but all the time knowing that these songs that I'm writing, they're not sort of a solo acoustic no, yeah. Type set. These yeah. songs are being written for They're, a band. I, I know people probably hate it when they hear other people describe what they think, but it's very much like uh like seventies rock and roll to me is kind of what I hear in there. Mm -hmm. Like the very like like rock that's been with me my whole life, right? Like it right. has that soundscape and feel and, and yeah. to it when I listen to it. That No, I appreciate that. That's good. I mean, that's a lot of influences, I think, yeah. from from sixties and seventies rock, we the Beatles, like yeah, it has those, yeah, yeah, that that type of thing. Um, the way we like to describe it, I think that you know, the songs probably feel very familiar, right, and accessible, but like they're new. It sounded like something that's been with me all along, right? Like, right. like it's just it's. I know this. <laughs> like right. there's something in the back of your head where you're like, I know this. <laughs> I know it's brand new, but I know this, <laughs> which is great. Well, I take that as a compliment and, and you know, that compliment really belongs to the band. I mean, I, I don't want to fast forward too bit, yeah. too much, but I would have sort of ideas of what these songs sounded like. I would bring them to the guys. They would do something completely, really turn it into something completely different. And, um, you know, our new single that we have out right now, hard to be a saint is a great example of that. Yeah. Uh, these guys really took it to a whole different level that I hadn't even really planned on. And, um, the rhythm section in particular. Yeah. I think it's, you know, uh, the drummer and I, you know, pretty much lock in really well. And That's I awesome. think, you know, we're on the same important. wavelength. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, and Roger is, plays other instruments as well. So I think he really gets from, from the standpoint of rhythm section, not only rhythm section, but melodic things. And he locks in on those melodic lines that, you know, that I may come up with here and there. But in terms of the arrangement, <clears throat> you know, I, I think we've all had situations where, well, hang on, should we, I got an idea. Let's flip, flip this a little bit and let's do a break here and whatever. We kind of massage the song uh, a bit to, you know, what the real, I guess the spirit of the song really was. Um, or, you know, how it naturally sort of evolves. And, um, so I think we're, we have a good chemistry in that regard. Like, you know, Hey, you know, we're really honest with each other and, and kind of give different perspectives on how to, how to make, uh, this, the sound, uh, of the song, uh, you know, sort of be the best it could be. And, um, you know, my, I've always, I mean, I'm originally from New York, played a lot of live shows. I love playing live. Um, when I came here, I did a lot of studio work. And so, you know, coming up with a line like, 
on the spot for an original song was something that I wasn't really used to, but you know, I I'm, I'm playing like, we're going to play this to people right uh, in live. And right. so when I'm thinking about arrangement, I'm thinking about how, how's this going to like, Whoa, that was an awesome break or this was, a, that was an awesome ending or whatever. And at the same time, you know, how can we come up with some lines that complement or, um, you know, sort of, you know, where there's a gap in the lyric, you know, how can we best utilize that? So I think from a, from the standpoint of, you know, playing live and also from an original standpoint, um, making the song where it's not too long, not too short, but, you know, really give you that thump, that really, you know, really great impact. I think that that's what we really strive for. And, you know, this time that we've had has allowed us to, uh, to do that. So I'm really grateful for it actually. Well, that thoughtfulness and craftsmanship shows up, right? Because a lot of times you'll hear like early stuff from a band, you hear where it can get to, right? Like, oh, I hear the seeds of something good coming. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and not knowing your background, not knowing, you know, what I was getting into, like just pressing play, you're just kind of like, okay, you know, first single from a band, like, what are we going to get? And, and like I said, it just, like, it, was fully there like it was just like okay this is the end like you found the point like this is what it should be and um i have a hard time not like wanting to tweak this or maybe change that lyric or right like you like you listen to it just that kind of like writer's ear right and i heard it and it was like yeah that's that's really good i'm gonna listen to that again <laughs> like, you know, like, i mean right it, it's um i think taking the time because when you know when we would when we started probably when you guys started right it would just be like Oh, that sounds cool. And like, whatever you can kind of hear at practice and like, oh, you know, man. like you play through however many mm -hmm. live shows and you get in a studio or record or something like this does not sound the way I thought it did. <laughs> 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 <We suck. laughs> yeah. That's so true. Well, it's, it's funny you should say that because we would, uh, we, we were very, uh, we were very high tech. We would just turn on the, uh, the iPhone. Yeah. And let oh. it record while, you know, while we were practicing in the room and then I would send it to the guys and, um, I was like, I don't know what they're doing, but I'm just going to play it in the car as I'm driving mm -hmm. to work in the morning and home at night. And I would hear things and be like, and oh, we got to tweak this and we got to, well, come to find out all the guys are doing the same thing. Like everybody was uh -huh. sort of listening to it in the car, listening to it mm -hmm. on. So we definitely wanted to hone, you know, the songs down. And, um, we've, we have this one, uh, we've got sc scratch tracks for three other songs. Right. Um, I've written, I mean, at this point, uh, five close songs, to, close to it. six, yeah. no. right, <laughs> <laughs> right, five, and a half. five songs. <laughs> They're yeah. all remixes of the first one, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah. And I wow. hope these go well because that's all we got. Yep. Yeah, that's all we got. <laughs> one of them is a Savage Garden cover of my remix. Of <laughs> <laughs> Performing that's a deep as cut yeah. that like half the audience won't get. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, to, get, to give you an idea, I mean, the the show we did on the rooftop of the Walmart Museum, it was all original music for an hour, except for three cover songs yeah hmm. and of course we had to do come together by the beatles as yeah. a as a tribute it's a fair nod though right yeah like, it was a good i'll take a cover in a, in a set uh, you know a cover too i think well placed um mm -hmm. i my soft spot is original music like I, I i'm not a cover done what to your point what you were saying about um the soul shakers right where like people didn't realize it was a cover and like you'd either made it your own or just right um when i feel like i'm discovering something um that that's cool that's an interesting experience to hear that happen but nine times out of ten i'm more interested in like 
what do you have to say? You know, like what, right. like that, that's what's interesting to me, I guess. So that's, that's awesome. Well, um, I appreciate that. And I, we've probably all had this experience too. Like I love original music as well, unless I don't like the song. Yeah. Well, that's and fair. You, I mean, there's so many times you'll get good. I, I think the fear everyone has is that you're going to show up to a place and it's like, Oh, this is a, an original artist or, Oh, it's an original band. You're like, Oh God. This could, this could go one of two ways, right? <laughs> and, uh, and then you, you know, you're sort of disappointed. You, you, you have your drink and you're disappointed with, yeah. uh, with what you're hearing or it's maybe not your style. Um, and I, you know, that in, in, in some ways that's a little bit what drove me. Like I just wasn't hearing the kind of music that I wanted yeah. to hear. And at some mm-hmm. point I was like, well, I'm just going to start writing my own. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if anyone else wants to hear this or not, but, uh, <laughs> and lucky for me, I found three other guys that kind of wanted to hear this kind of music. And, uh, <laughs> that's helpful. I think we found one, at least one more, at least one. Yeah. yeah we've got one. Yeah, I'll be on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aaron doesn't check his emails. Awkward so. time. Aaron's like, yeah. I get the alert. Long story. Yeah, it's like long. Daniel will probably take care of it. Yeah. It's fine. No, 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 no. I, and, and, um, I think it, we've, <laughs> we talked to a lot of musicians just kind of by nature of, you know, our own history and whatever. But, um, we've, we've had this conversation over and over about like how music is changing kind of currently and people are approaching it. And there's, I can't remember who we were talking to, but we were talking about like, like is guitar dead, right? Uh Like that kind of driven music. Mm -hmm. And, and I really don't think that's true. I think we found some new toys, you know, right. And like, uh, we want to, try like you know 808s of the 80s right like are now the whatever i got my daughter the other day little control pad thing but like mm-hmm. digital is so easy and it's so accessible mm-hmm. but i think like still good guitar driven rock and roll still will always there's just something like it's in your soul. I don't know how to, you know, like it's just there. Like it's why Foo Fighters have lasted for forever. Yeah, <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. Yeah. I think there's, I think there's something about, uh, something about just like good rock and roll or just good music. That's organic. Mm-hmm. And it comes, I mean, it's why you have artists like Chris Stapleton. Mm-hmm. I was just He's about to mention it. blown yeah. up and, and has gone so you know and with all the technology that we have out there to get back to just the rawness of the vocal the mm-hmm. instrument no Taylor matter Swift's what last album Taylor Swift's last album super stripped down you know yeah. like I mean yeah yeah and it's great and I'm not I mean you know I have my own personal preferences in music but I don't offend my wife by saying something negative about Taylor Swift <laughs> <laughs> Be the first love time a guest Swift. gets kicked out of the yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hey, we're coming up in the industry. We're not going to say anything negative. Right. About Taylor Swift. Be good to everybody. <laughs> yeah. We love you. That's right. We love you, Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I mean, I mean, you know, everybody sort of has their preference and like what they like to hear, and mm-hmm. I think that's sort mm-hmm. of where we're coming from as well. Like we realize, like you know, the music we're making isn't going to be for everyone, but um, yeah. we think there's, you know, we think there's going to be an audience for it. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think there's just something to the, the the human spirit, like expression. You know, people want expression, and if that's the way we express ourselves, based on you know what we're bringing to the table, um, you know, it has to come through the music. You know, and music, yeah. and mm-hmm. having that raw sort of you know the raw tools of how to express that, I think that it will only you know 
and get rid of the gray areas and just like, here's what it is, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a great way to approach it. And that's what we strive for. I mean, you know, I don't know if we're there, uh, but you know, I, I think the examples we're talking about now, it's like, yeah, I mean, just, you know, just using, um, um, just coming together and just exp- and the, the music as an expression, especially as original songs, like, you know, I mean, that's, that's really what will, I think, come through to the listener. So, right. Yeah. And that's it. That, that's part of the fun of the, and, and the challenge really of, of the creative process when it comes to, um, original music. I mean, it's piano, bass, drums, guitar. Now, how do we make this sound unique? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like it hasn't been being played for 80 years. It hasn't been played for, you know. <laughs> well, that's always tough. Those are, yeah, it's always. Mm-hmm. And so, but, but that's, that's, that's sort of, uh, we enjoy sort of going through that process. And, um, so we, you know, and as you guys know too, I mean, it's, it's one thing like, well, how's this going to sound live? And then mm. how do you go into the production process? Mm. And we had a lot of conversations around that as well and decided that we didn't want people to hear our new single and there's nothing on that single that you can't duplicate in a live, live. show. Yeah. <laughs> You're Although right, Phil right. was like, like, sorry, Phil, we can't have the horns. On this <laughs> Come on, xylophone. We don't have a horn. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't have a horn section at this point. But um, yeah, so that's, that's part of the fun of it. inclination is to invite you for ish giving dinner <laughs> is that thankful ish that feels like too far of a stretch <laughs> oh no you know what i'm gonna have with my turkey a side of ish potatoes <laughs> hmm. no no i ish that wasn't a joke <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i feel like we just owe everybody an apology you know this is a, a week to be thankful for many things yeah and that joke was not one of them <laughs> <laughs> What are you thankful for? Well, a lot of things. Um, you know, it's been a shaky year, but there's still some good to look at. You know, like we talked about at the beginning, you know, like not focusing on the things that weren't done, but the things that were. And I, I did some things this year that I said I was going to do at our wrap up last year, you know, of like things to, you know, to come yeah. that, that I needed to do. So I'm glad that I, I did some of those because I do feel good about that, you know. Um, thankful for the time that you and I have had to hang out on occasion this year, you know, at Alan's cabin, which we talked about earlier, we've been working on building some, uh, cigar box guitars that's on hold after today for a bit, but we did get to a point where we can all compare and go, Hey, look what I, you know, that whole thing. Look what I did. Look what I did. Yeah. The, the, the thing that started it all. Yeah. We should, yeah. that's what we'll do on our, mm-hmm. we can, on the host wrap up we can do the uh, cigar box guitars kind of talk about that and mm-hmm. then share some photos and stuff that'd be cool yes yes and where so, where can they find those photos daniel should we put them on lookwhatidid.net we could or we could put them on patreon.com forward slash look what i did what a segue or instagram that. right yeah they'll be on instagram at yeah. lwid project mm-hmm. yeah um i'm really looking forward to the wrap up so yeah, me too yeah 
like Aaron said, look what I did.net. There's photos of past guests. Mm -hmm. There's some merch you can get if you yeah. want to get something yeah. for yourself yeah. for holidays or you want to get something for mm -hmm. a friend or you want to encourage a friend to listen to the show. Yes. Um, and yeah, that's on my wish list. Can I say that? That yep. uh, I would love for you to tell somebody about the show. Please. If you can do that, it would make me extremely happy and Same. grateful. So um, I think let's go back to, yeah. to the interview with Phil and Aaron. And, um, awesome. And, and, there, and if you're enjoying this, patreon.com so. <laughs> forward slash look what I did. Uh, we'll put the rest there. This was it's good. a blast. It, I sincerely hope we get to hang out with these guys again. Oh, yeah. Me too. Yep. But I, I was kind of curious, you know, as we're, as we're having this whole conversation about like how music's made and how we play it live and you guys are in a band, but like, what are sort of some of your music influences? Oh, I know wow. it's a tough question. I mean, that's, because a, that's a, that's a tough one. I, it's, it's oh, almost like someone saying, what's your favorite movie? Mm -hmm. Well, I've got a top 500 maybe, <laughs> but it's, it's a mix up, man the way I was raised versus what I listen to now. I well, mean, it's... I, I would draw a line, right? Your influences versus what you love might be different yeah. at this point yeah. because mm -hmm. bands I love now are no longer huge musical influences. Cause I'm not necessarily. Yeah. Being impressed by as much the anymore, first time. you know? Yeah. Um, but I was very, I grew up on beach boys were huge for me. Mm -hmm. Um, that, that was something that was played a lot. Simon Garfunkel. Uh, and then I really fell down the rabbit hole of the singer songwriter. So I really like, yeah. Uh, I sound nothing like nor recreate anything anywhere near, but um, I was influenced by Bruce Springsteen as a storyteller. I really love the lyrics, right? Like that mm -hmm. to me is where like the music up until the last five years, music to me was like the binding you had to have for the story of the lyrics. That honestly mm -hmm. was just like, yeah, as long as that's roughly right, like in fits my <laughs> melody, then we should be good. Um, so yeah, I was really driven by, you know, Bruce Springsteen, Elton John, like those kinds of guys that really mm. drove me a lot. Tom Petty. Yep. Ooh, boy. Well, for me, I grew up in a, like a somewhat sheltered, like Christian home, but we still listen to country music. So I grew up in the country listening to country music. So like Daniel played a, a John Denver cover the other day, right? Um, call it, uh, Rocky Mountain High. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that was a good one. But also my parents used to sing Country Roads. Yeah. And so like John Denver, folk music kind of a thing, really. And then I got into stuff that didn't sound so <laughs> saved. But then <laughs> when you start playing a band, you can't play and punk no. is cool. So yeah, like right. then I'm like, well, you know, these like somewhat intelligent lyrics, I guess, with these three <laughs> chords. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, well, I we, mean, yeah, the band the, was yeah. like very the band we played in was called end of june and it was very like punky for a while and then eventually like we got good enough to be a little more indie rock right right, right like right. you know by like 2003 we're kind of right musically like <laughs> for the landscape at the time or the soundscape at the time um because i was very heavily influenced by uh like brand new and um 
thrice nothing. thursday yeah not thrice no 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 i was yeah for yeah. you dashboard confessional <laughs> yeah for me not me but uh, yeah. postal service like those kinds not of me, things right like <laughs> <laughs> you can tell why we left project, the band. Project yeah. Yeah, i mean it was <laughs> it's a mystery why you guys yeah. broke up I don't, Live, no the guitar Pearl player Jam. i was with yeah. for 10 years is like a hardcore metal guy <laughs> oh man and how we made it through a decade mm-hmm. with yeah. like but like the Simon and Garfunkel song is amazing. Yeah, but have you seen the new Metallica album? And I'm like, I don't Whatever really care. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, playing something non-distorted yeah. for him was. It uh, we eventually parted it ways, but uh, but mm-hmm. it sounded unique. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but um, I think that's what drives the uniqueness of a band, right? Is sort yeah. of the variety. I mean, we mm-hmm. we have some of that going on in our band as well, and I I like absolutely. Welcome that. So, Dan, I would probably fall more in line with what you're talking about. I mean, Bruce Springsteen, yep. Tom Petty, uh, Dylan is my guy when it, comes to, when it comes to lyrics. I think his son's better. Have you listened to Country and Women? Yeah. That is one of the best records I've ever heard. And T-Bone Burnett killed it producing that oh, record. Oh, yeah. Team, T-Bone that, was I love T-Bone Burnett as a producer. One of my favorite producers of all time. But, uh, man, that... I think I think I know I'm gonna get shot. Jacob Dylan, I think, is better than his dad. I really do. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna say that on air. I, I well, everybody <laughs> already knows I like Big Bang Theory, so I don't have friends anymore. I don't even worry uh, about it. Yeah. <laughs> I draw the line there. <laughs> no, Jake Jacob Dylan's fantastic, but but his dad still. I realize I'm in the very that. tiny minority yeah. on this. In fact, I might be alone. <laughs> He's had more time to get there. Jacob, Jacob Dylan, Dylan still sort of no oh okay. oh Bob so, Dylan yeah 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 maybe he'll catch up. I think the thing with Jacob Dylan, my pro- Bob Dylan's lyrics are man, we are such down right. This is about the handshake <laughs> saints, by the way. It all connects though. I think I, it, yeah, yeah. Jacob, Bob Dylan's lyrics are great. I don't care for his singing, and so mm-hmm. it makes the lyrics less attainable to me. Yeah, Jacob Dylan's lyrics are. N- nearly on par i think there's moments of brightness that happen maybe less often than his dad but they still occur and he's a better vocalist yeah and so as a whole um something about that grabs me more and that that's kind of my argument like it his dad is an icon and definitely like has i think affected everybody and has a larger footprint than his son his son is great he really is and i think he's undervalued honestly well, I would agree with you there. I think he's completely undervalued. So I, I had the opportunity last year. I saw Jacob Dylan and the Wallflowers at Billy Bob's hmm. in uh, in Fort Worth. Nice. And then I, I, I got to see uh, Bob Dylan uh, with his band in Kansas City. Oh, so you actually have a comparison? See, I'm just going off records. It, well, no, no. I mean, I mean, there's there's a recording. I mean, they're 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 both fantastic. But um, but I mean, both of those shows completely different as you might have, but the word I would use to describe to bring them together was just like powerful. Oh yeah. There was just both, you know, both lyrically, musically, the bands are on par and, uh, but the interpretation of the lyric I think is what yeah gets across. Mm-hmm. It's like Meg Jagger. Yeah. Not the greatest singer in the world. But <laughs> I love the way Mick Jagger <laughs> drives a lyric across. Like it just, you know, yeah, I I fall for the. What, this is becoming you and me, like part two. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. I really love the storyteller guys, like the mm-hmm. people that really paint 
Like, I think that's something that uh, Bruce Springsteen does really well, right? He just kind of tells the story or Tom Petty tells the story. Yeah. I think there's some lyricists where um, they paint, but it feels a little more abstract, right? Like you, you give me a feeling of something occurring and there's really cool lines in there. Um, but it's not necessarily like a linear story end to end. And I think I just watched the documentary on Dolly Parton. Um, it's great. Amazing. The here I am, or yeah. I am here. Um, and you know, that song about the bridge, right. And just this, like this really powerful story and this great twist ending. And you know, it's a three minute powerful Hemingway esque type also overrated, uh, <laughs> thing. <laughs> like I'm, I'm really going to knock him off today, but, um, <laughs> I, that's what I'm drawn to. I'm drawn to that. And, um, I don't know why it just, I am. And so there's some of these lyricists where I'm like, you do what you do really well, but I'm not as drawn to it. Yeah. Right. Like back yeah. to something else now that I'm done on my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's like, why are we doing this show? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, 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 yeah. With me Wait, which Aaron? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're probably both <laughs> questioning. <laughs> yeah. Right. No. I, I will say something I've been thinking of for like 15 minutes here, but uh, I will say that like a band that does covers, right? And it's not an exact, let's say copy, but their take on it, you know, like Jeff Buckley covering Hallelujah by Leonard oh, Cohen. Yeah. Like Leonard Cohen even said that's, that's his favorite version cover. and that's, a, he could never achieve that. And that's an amazing thing to Jeff Buckley. Yeah. Jeff Buckley. But like, I think that a lot of times with bands like, I don't not cover bands because I've had some of the best times ever, like going to places. And if they're good, it's like, Oh my God. Oh yeah. I love it. It's like they wrote the songs, but it's a great way to break the ice. Yep. You know, and I'm sure you guys have experienced that and other things like that. Like you do a cover, everyone's going to be excited about what you're going to play, even if it's yours. You know what I mean? And that's one thing that like YouTube and all these other, like Facebook, you know, and all the stuff on there that's good, like music. Um, you will look someone up via those videos and it's like, Oh, this is a great cover. What are they doing outside of this? And you've, you know, you've built someone up based on someone else's song, mm -hmm. you know, whereas if you said, you know, you show up to a place, it's like a cover band. There are people that will literally like roll their eyes. Like, Oh God, what are they going to play? We, we do two kinds of music, country and Western. Right. <laughs> so, you know, but being able to take something like that and break the ice and sort of suck people in, you know, I think that's a really good thing. Oh yeah. 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 No, I, I yeah. completely agree. And, and just go on the record and I'll let Phil speak for himself, mm -hmm. but I love great cover bands. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And I, oh, yeah. you know, I, I think it's great. And in fact, I love original bands that will then throw in cover songs, yep. which is kind of our approach. I think, you know, um, when people come out and hear us play live, we're, we're going to be playing our originals, but we're going to be keeping it fresh with some new cover songs mm -hmm. as well as, new originals that we throw in. But, uh, I, I, the other thing I like are when bands go to cover songs that really sort of connect to the roots of where they're yeah. coming yeah. from. Yeah. Yeah. So it complements mm -hmm. the music that they're making that yeah. we, where it even makes more sense. And it's just like, Oh yeah, that could, you know, as, as mm -hmm. an audience member, you're like, Oh yeah. Like sonically that, connects for me it's a it's a bigger overall story of the band that's right, right. yeah right. Like, plus probably what they grew up else. listening to also that they've wanted to cover i mean i've seen a lot of stuff with big bands covering other big bands favorite songs you know or bands right. that tour together covered each other's songs i've i've been to shows like local bands that did that they're like we love this song and they cover it and the band's out in the audience going oh you know <laughs> wow 
Mm-hmm. And some of my great favorite songs of all time, to be clear, are covers. Like Johnny Cash had, you know, two or three amazing covers on every one Elvis record, song, right? Ever. Like, well, <laughs> but I mean, like towards the end with Hurt and, um, yes, right. He did Bridge right. Over Trouble Water. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they were incredible oh, reinterpretations yeah. of those songs. Yeah. That yeah. to me showed the power of the lyrics because what Trent Reznor was saying, you know, whatever in the early 90s, I guess. And then and then how Johnny Cash was able to take those same words and tell a totally different story yeah. was super powerful. I'm sure he cool. pulled people over both ways, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like, who'd have thought that? Right? Well, yeah, no, that's exactly right. But, there, but there's, a, there's a skill to being able to interpret a covered song and make it your own. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a piano player for me. It starts and stops with Ray Charles. Oh, wow. and Ray Charles didn't write a lot of, <laughs> or hardly any of his own songs. In fact, he covered yeah. people's songs for most of his career. Different era too, though. Different right? era yeah. too. A lot of songwriters. Yeah. Um, but the way he would say, I mean, he made, it was a Ray Charles song. Joe Cocker was the same mm. way. Whitney would, Houston. Whitney Houston. Another one. And that's that that's where we get into performance, right? Like mm-hmm. like yeah. those performers yeah. that are able to dig into the material and pull something up out of there that is their own Dolly Parton, I will always love you with Whitney Houston, right? Like just a dude like mm-hmm. something about that it I think Whitney Houston's is better, right? Like But who wrote it? No, exactly. I mean, yeah. that's my point. Like, I mean, that, but it's those yeah. amazing performers. Yes. Elton John. I don't think he's ever written a lyric in his life. That's right. I love everything Crocodile he does. Rock? Right? What? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but Bernie Toppin does all this stuff. But there's a connection there, mm-hmm. and Elton John's able to tell. He's able to take those words and then internalize, and it's like an actor almost in a way, right? Like uh, exuding, um, able to find like that internal place that clicks with the words I'm saying. And then put that emotion back out there in a way that's true to the performer. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was super mm-hmm. complicated. How many way to people say have it, read but... Hamlet and you know quoted that actors? It's similar to that. I, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one way I of think, looking at it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but yeah, it's like, oh, I love this. Let me try it. You know. Well, so, it's like right, we were talking right. about before, like expression. You know, you take it yeah. on as your own, mm-hmm. and if you're able to do that, I feel like people will take it on as their own. Yeah. You know, because it's a personal thing. Oh, I mean, yeah. I know I have songs that are personal, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They mean something mm-hmm. for me. It may not mean something to you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, a so. band does it. Like, you didn't write, or Phil didn't write Aaron's right. songs, but you're taking that song and infusing yourself and your performance into it and making mm-hmm. it your own. So bands kind of in, are inherently doing that. Even if you collaboratively write a song, like, it starts somewhere, right? And mm-hmm. then you start kind of, like, feeding into it and feeding into it and finding your spot that makes... Like, where's the song true for you and where are you coming at in this mm. song? Mm-hmm. I haven't really thought about that before. So if, if Aaron writes a song and you're playing the bass to it, you're now covering his song. <laughs> what? I don't, that's not what I meant, but you know, like. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I mean, think about it just a little bit. But it is what it means to everyone hears something different. <clears throat> but, There's been times we've played songs together and we went to record and they're like, why don't you do this here? I said, you can't do it. And like Chris and Daniel tried and they're like, okay, fine. You know, but right. it's like, this is what this, to me, yeah. this is a song. Don't change it. You know, this is my yeah. take. And I think Aaron's been really great about like allowing us to, you know, to suggest things. And yeah, it's like, yeah, let's try it. You know, and sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But, yeah. you know, we, I think we have to, we have the freedom to kind of try different things. And, you know, we've said things, honestly, like, nah, I don't think, I don't think that line <laughs> on the guitar is going to fit there. And it's just fine. 
I mean, mm-hmm. I think we all want to be, and we want to produce the, the best product we, yeah. we can give. Collaborative. You know? so, yeah. Part phenomenal. of gelling. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I, you know, when I, when I wrote these songs, I had sort of a sound in mind and I knew it all started with the rhythm section for me. So mm-hmm. the drummer in our band is actually the drummer from the previous band gotcha. that I was in. His name's Roger Norman and he's amazing. And so I, you know, there were some scheduling conflicts that finally got uh, Roger on board. And then the next piece for me was the bass player. But I didn't just want a bass player with a funky groove uh, that could really lock it in. Like I needed <laughs> I needed a bass player with a funky groove who could lock it in, who okay. could also sing harmonies. Ah. Cause that was going to be a key part of, uh, of a lot of the songs as well. And so, um, I went to a, a, a friend of ours, uh, Neil, uh, Greenhall who runs uh, Haxton road studios in mm-hmm. Bentonville and told him I was starting this band. I said, well, you know, I'm looking for a bass player and it's going to be kind of tough cause I'm looking for this and I need a guy who sings harmony. He goes, I got just the guys, my neighbor. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh God, <laughs> Not the, you know what I mean? Like this, yeah. he's pushing his neighbor off on me. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, you know, Maybe he'll get you to quit talking. Maybe. Exactly. Maybe you're not really as good of friends as you thought. That's yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so he's like, no, 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 he's great. He's great. And I, I, I swear to God, when we got into the room for the, the very first time, Phil and Roger locked in almost immediately. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just been unbelievable since then. And so, and then I, our guitar player, Josh Maston, um, he was a guy that had been in a few bands and come in contact with and, and sort of the touch that he has and he you know, he doesn't overplay. And there was, there were just, Mm. there was a certain sound that I was looking for that immediately sort of gelled. We were talking about this on the way over here tonight and it just all sort of came together very organically, organically. And it was very easy. And, and, um, I think we've all been doing this long enough to know that that was kind of a, that's a special thing. And Mm. so let's, you know, Mm. let's foster that. But all of that to say, when I bring my music it, it makes it a very comfortable situation to bring my songs to these guys because I highly respect their sense of music and, and where they're coming from and what they want to do with, with their instruments and, and want to do with the songs. And so we have some very uh, frank discussions. Like Roger and I have played uh, in bands together over the last few years. And so, you know, we're not afraid to tell each other that this sucks or right yeah that this is great and that kind of like opened up dialogue because at the end of the day like we just want the best song mm-hmm. that the band can produce yeah yeah and, and you have to um, be willing to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and yeah right like have sure. have safety and security and sharing like i don't like that or i really like this or i feel mm-hmm. strongly that we should keep that yeah we've even changed keys on yeah on yeah. songs oh, just because you know it's like well i think your boys would be more powerful if you raised it a couple of notches and we've we've done that and yeah. you know and if it doesn't work we just go back to <laughs> go what back we do. Yeah. so when you roll back for a second as a bass player i am very because bass is the only instrument i'm even kind of competent at uh what are your musical influences we skipped right over this oh well um you know growing up well I, I may have mentioned this before we started uh, recording, but you know, nobody would play bass. So I played bass. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, I mean, my music was in my household uh, ever since I was, you know, a kid. You know, I've started playing piano was, since I was five. And, um, you know, um, my dad and uh, listened to Elvis a lot. <laughs> And, uh, you know, some cool bass lines in there, you know, somewhere. And, uh, and so, um, when I went to high school, uh, I was very much into the who in high school and, uh, my generation was just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I just, you know, it was like one of the first songs I played, you know, and, uh, so cool. And that raw, rough, you know, sort of raw, you know, sound, um, and I started getting to rush, you know, Getty Lee was a huge influence on yeah. me. Um, just how he's able to not only make the bass sound the way he does, but, you know, just sing and play. And then he's got his feet going and, you know, everything. And I, I was just very, you know, um, um, drawn to, to his playing, his sound and, and his ability. So I, I would say, um, you know, th- those were pretty much the main ones. And, you know, early on, <clears throat> I, I played with a lot of bands locally you know just open mic night and just learn that way too you know learn learn to play with different people learn to watch what's going on you know watching the drummer watching whatever and um so i learned a lot that way as well and uh in new york we had um a band we started as a rock band but we got this harp player what? And all of a sudden, we got not Hold harp, on. harmonica. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> I was like, you need to stand up and tell yeah. this story. Yeah. <laughs> Only in New York. So I strapped yeah. the harp on my on mean, my shoulders and I started playing like a bass. You don't mind if I had some like wheels attached to it? From yeah. The, yeah. I'm very excited about the story yeah. that I wish was happening right yeah. now. <laughs> Get the visuals happening. Right? I really do. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we got uh, a harp player. Harmonica yeah, harp player. player, harmonica player, and you know, all of a sudden we were, we were like a hard rock blues band and right. uh, so we we played live a lot and uh you know just the the style that we played uh then just, it was just really like you know, like kind of what we were talking about before like a familiar song it's like oh i know that song we played like a blues style yeah it's like oh yeah that's that's um marvin gay or that's you know it's cool whatever bob marley um Big fan so, of Blues Traveler, by the way. So Blues Traveler. Um, I really that guy's an amazing harmonica player and yeah. good yeah. lyricist. Oh yeah. 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 That's exactly I learned a lot about like, you know, um, I didn't know a lot about blues uh back then, but you know, not trying not to sound the same on every song. Yeah. You know, I like yeah. all also like playing the same. Cause you know, you can you know, I think we being a rock band and play, and adding a harmonica was kind of like a good dynamic because we he, you know, we introduced blues songs, but we made them our own. Mm. Um, so that's kind of like what we were talking about with covers. Um, just figuring out who are we and, you know, we, we really like the song, but how can we do it like our, our yeah. own? And th- that's really gets the crowd too. It's like, Whoa, I know that song. Whoa. Yeah. I never heard of played yeah. like that before. And I've been to shows like that too. Yeah. Uh, you ever hear of uh, blind Be- boys of Alabama? Yes. Oh, like amazing grace. I've never heard that before. And oh, yeah. my harmonica player, took me to the show and I'm checking it out. I'm like, Whoa, that's, this is incredible. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like life reinterpretations of stuff are yeah. amazing. Yeah. So we did yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. So, um, so I don't know if I answered your question, but like, you know, I had a couple of influences here and there, but it was just basically, you know, just trying to navigate, um, you know, trying to learning how to play with different, um, uh, 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 you know, different musicians, but also different, um, you know, um, styles too um 
So, so, so what's the, eventually COVID will end. Here's the hoping. Um, we, we had some live shows planned this year too. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Fail. Um, <laughs> we tried to do a COVID. Facebook live stream. Also very difficult to pull off. I think oh, Facebook wow. had COVID at the time. So yeah, that's what I'm That's gotta on. be it. Um, <laughs> but what, what's the like write and release on Spotify, write and do short tours, write and quit your job in tour. Like what, what's your, what's, what's the ultimate end goal? Like, what are you guys shooting for? Well, uh, the ultimate goal for us was to get on a podcast, so we'll be able to retire <laughs> after tonight. And <laughs> well, yes, I hate to break it to I'm you. This is worse than the music industry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. They want to be a guest on the podcast, not make it. Oh, not make. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. These chords don't go anywhere. That's right. <laughs> yeah, these cables go. It's like being on American Bandstand. Charter and unplug it, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will. It is. Uh, yeah. You don't do podcasting for the money. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. You <laughs> heard it here first, folks. Over there. <laughs> that's right. Not in Just for remember us. <laughs> yeah, Unless exactly. you're Joe Rogan, I guess. Um. Well, we're, I, I, you know, I, I think I think the first goal for, for us uh, was to get to a place where we could be sort of self-sustainable. And so mm-hmm. um, we've accomplished that with this single, which we're happy about. And, that's awesome. Um, that's going to allow us to uh, release an EP. Um, a little later this year, if timing works out well, and then, um, we've already mapped out an album that, um, we want to release, uh, early next year. And, um, so that's sort of the, the short term plans. I think, uh, like any other band, we'd love to build sort of a a nice fan base here in Northwest Arkansas Mm Yeah, with the original music. One of the things I love about this area is that it's not only a great place to to live and create and it has a musical history and yeah. you know that type of thing. It's actually a great place in my mind to sort of base yourself out of if you're a band. You can yeah. spur off to Tulsa and get into uh get into Texas and you can head down to Memphis and you know and up to Kansas City. It's and a good crossroads. It's a good crossroads yeah, kind of kind of uh kind of area um and so you know uh post-covid if things get back to to sort of that place we'd love to to get into sort of some regional touring and and then um we were uh talking before we got here you know getting on some there's a lot of festivals in this region and area as well which would be great to get into be nice for them to come back (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) just any kind of (laughs) yeah yeah We'd be happy to see any kind of festival come yeah. back. <laughs> One uh, festival would be good. Exactly, exactly. But we'll just kind of, you know, we'll just kind of go where the where the music takes us. I think I think we're excited about sort of the creative process and being able to, uh, you know, not only produce the music and arrange the music, but have a place to present it. And so oh, yeah. for now, you know, we've released our first single and it's on Spotify and Amazon Music and iTunes and most streaming platforms um that's a piece of what we're going to be able to do but um we're already even tonight we were talking on the way over here we were talking about sort of different ideas and ways we can sort of uh present the music moving forward so that's awesome um yeah there'll be more more to come so so the next so you have the single right now the single right now hard to be a saint 
EP coming before the end of the year, or early next year? Or? If yeah, if if schedules work out, we we already have the scratch tracks laid down for uh, the next three to four songs that we want to do. Sweet. Nice. Um, Where are you doing all your recording during all this? I don't think Haxton. I'm glad you know where. Well, I wish oh. <laughs> I wish we were recording at Haxton. So I'm glad Wait, he you, gave you Phil. So somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Glad I'm glad you asked that question. Mm-hmm. So there's you know there's a there, there's a, a famous musician from this area named Lee Von Helm that we all mm-hmm. know that was in a band called the Band and they were in upstate New York in a house called Big Pink. Well, we've been recording in a house in Centerton, Arkansas. <laughs> that we just call the white house and just uh sits there so it's been in the living room oh uh of my house and um so you're familiar with this setup. so it's like the no. same, <laughs> yeah this is a version of muscle shoals very <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so this all looks i mean but it's it's one of those things where and you guys can appreciate this like mm-hmm. it just started off as kind of a practice space and mm-hmm. even with some of the iphone recordings we were doing we're like this this room has a pretty good hmm. sound for some reason. So yeah. let's try some recording and just kind of a step-by-step process. And we ended up getting a great sound out of the living room. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then my, uh, my stepson, Aiden Parks is, uh, he's, uh, he's actually a phenomenal producer and, um, he mixed and mastered the single for us. He's a U of A nice. student nice. right now. That's cool. And, um, so that's another cool dynamic for us because he's, He's definitely much younger than we are, and uh, he brings and a whole free different labor. Yay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll well, do there's... the dishes for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he's uh, he brings a whole different sort of uh, different ideas and sounds and um, sort of an approach to the music, music yeah, as yeah. well. You know, which point. which gives it a whole uh, different, fresh mm-hmm. feel too. So. Um, yeah, we'll be working with Aiden on that's awesome. on our EP as well, and um, super. Yeah, it's cool that you guys recorded that yourselves too, because the sound, like I said, the sound is really good. Like it sounds great. Thank you. I mean the 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 band's amazing. I mean it's it's a we we've got a we've got a really tight sound, but um, you know, there's still an engineering piece Aiden, to it as well. Yeah. Like you can sound amazing on stage. Yep. Trying to record yourself in a studio, whole different thing right. if you don't have some background there. Aiden Parks, ladies and gentlemen. That's awesome. He's, yeah, the kids. Get him some kids business. amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's he doing later? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah, really exactly. cool. I appreciate you saying that. Um, okay, so this could probably go on for a long time, but to save myself from having to edit and figure out where the story starts and ends, um, Aaron likes <laughs> to kind of wrap things up by starting a sentence, and you finish it with whatever comes to mind. <laughs> so I think we should start with Phil, in my opinion. Yeah. That's yeah. what I think. So he'll he'll start a sentence. Okay. You just finish it with whatever comes to mind. Okay. There's right. only wrong answer. No, I mean, there's no wrong answers. <laughs> there's never a wrong answer. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could. Anything? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be related to... I mean, literally everything. We've had people we say, literally I wish no I could rules. fly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for real. So wow. anything. Whatever pops into your head first. You'll have time to think about it. You know, we, we've been talking about music uh, here, so I, I would say that I wish I could um, um, just have um, our songs distributed, you know, mm-hmm. nationally or whatever, and 
um, you know, I think it would be fun. It would be fun. Um, I, I just, I just love the, um, the idea of, um, you know, having, having a, an expression like, like, and, and having that re- being received. I mean, hopefully it was well received, but mm-hmm. you know, um, just being able to entertain, you know, yeah. people in a way that is okay for our, as our expression, you mm-hmm. know, that that's, that's what comes to mind. I mean, you have one fan and your mother's. So there's at least five of us out here that are listening. Hey, I feel good right now. Okay. So that's what counts. There you go. I mean, my mom kept me going for years. And I, yeah. well, somehow, even though she didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. You've had time to think about this, though. So, yeah. yeah. I wish I could play Madison Square Garden. I fully yeah. support this, by the way. I'd say. Yeah. How cool would that be? That would be amazing. Would be, yeah. be pretty. Pretty if sweet. you play Madison Square Garden, I would like to be in the audience. For and if I could have a second part to that question, I yes. wish people would be there. So not just playing. <laughs> right. So unlike right. the That's... Walmart Museum, when he sneaks up on the stage at Madison Square Garden. Oh Same right. thing. Well, like right now I'm pretty there. sure it's closed, so that would That's be right. hilarious. You can probably get a ladder and climb over a fence. Right. And... <laughs> right. right. We'll Photoshop in it. It'll be... You can have a crowd like the baseball games do now, just like cardboard. Yeah, 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 oh yeah, my yeah. God. The digital crowd. <laughs> Yeah. 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 That uh, makes me think of a thing a friend of mine used to say. He's like, we've had a lot of requests, but we're going to play anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's exactly It never right. gets old. I like right? that one. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah. Man, it's yeah. cheesy. That would be such yeah. a crazy... That would be such a crazy experience, right? That would be cool. That'd be cool. Was that your, like, we have arrived moment? Or that would be like... I, I don't know if I could process it. Like, Yeah. I think it'd be tough, yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be... I think it'd be tough. I think, I mean, you know. Why Madison Square Garden, though? I mean, there's a oh, bunch yeah. of, like, yeah, I, I know I'm hurting myself right now, but, it's like, Wembley Stadium, or? right? Like, what? why Madison Square Garden? I think there's a story here. Uh, I, I mean, there's been there's been so many great shows that have come out of Madison Square Garden uh, for, num- you know, number one. Uh, number two for me, I'm also a piano player. I'm a big Billy Joel fan, and the uh. fact that he has his residency there mm-hmm. and um um phil's from new york and so you know it'd be uh. nice to get back home to for phil but no i mean it would just be it would just <laughs> that's the real reason oh, yeah. it just so, be an so epic nice. leave you there i guess yeah. I <laughs> look what i did is produced by aaron dotson and daniel quinn sound designed by daniel quinn our digital director is heather Kelly.